Are you driven, ambitious, and love all things marketing? Then this is your backstage pass to level up. I'm Emma, your marketing mentor and biggest cheerleader. With over 10 years experience, I'm spilling all my secrets to max out your marketing game. Expect authentic conversations as I dive into actionable strategies, behind the scenes stories, and hard won lessons to give you the confidence and tools to boss your marketing career. Whether you're a recent graduate or a marketing director, this podcast is for you and the whole marketing community. You'll walk away feeling inspired and equipped to become the marketing lead you want to be. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, grab a notebook, and let's level up together. Hi, hey, hi. Welcome back to Marketing Nuggets. Now, let's get straight into it. We're going to have a 101 session today. Let's learn some basics together. And we're going to be talking all things cookies. Now, full disclosure, I never used to worry about these. (laughs) It's one of those topics where I never really understood it fully. It was an area of marketing that I didn't really focus on the specifics of the ins and the outs of how we did things. I just needed to know what we were doing and the results that we achieved and a lot of the how we were doing it was using cookies. And so, to this day, I actually don't know at previous roles from what we use from a third-party cookie and what we use from a first-party cookie. First-party cookie is a lot more obvious and so I can kind of figure it out, but third-party, I don't even know if I've ever used them. And I think that it's a good example of there's always going to be things in marketing that you don't necessarily know. There's times where you're like, okay, I've got to learn this, got to understand it, got to wrap my head around it. And I probably shouldn't have made it go so long because there's been lots of chatter since about 2021 about cookies and the cookie changes, what is coming in. And it's time to do an episode on the 101 of cookies. So If you don't know, there has been a lot of chatter of the third-party cookie changes that Google are putting into effect in 2024. Now, they announced this a couple of years ago and it keeps getting pushed, but it is apparently going to happen this year. So let's get clued up in order to make the best decisions for our marketing and our channel strategy point of view. And whilst Google keep moving the timings uh, on when they're going to be eliminating third-party cookies... Let's take a lesson from GA4 and not wait until the very last day to have to learn something, to be forced over to the changes. Have we not learned anything from getting kicked on over to GA4? So let's get ahead of it. So this episode is going to be a bit of an intro to cookies, understanding them and the top line things to know as a sort of starting point. So By the end of this episode, you'll be able to understand the definitions between the first and third party cookies, couple of the pros and the cons, understand at very top level what policy changes are coming and then finishing off with what to do right now to make you in a stronger position and be proactive. So let's get straight into it, shall we? As always with all Marketing Nugget episodes, no BS, let's just get straight to the topic in hand. So it's not the most exciting, but what is a cookie? So a cookie is a small piece of data from a particular website stored on the user's computer while they browse. So a bit of code, basically, that does all kinds of things in the background. And I always think that the easiest way to think about this is for people that are non-marketers, when people think that there's that magic and the walls are listening to them and they've got ads popping up everywhere, when in fact it is most of the time just 
tracking codes all over the show, tracking what you're doing and then being able to serve you the ads off of that data that they are putting everywhere. So it's not magic. Unfortunately, it is cookies. But when you understand cookies and how they work, you realize that you unpick the magic and can explain it to non-marketers about why they are seeing those ads in the first place. So starting with first party cookies. First party cookies. Now these are set between the website that the visitor uses and the user and only them. So it's a two-way relationship here. These are mostly used for user experience. So used to remember people's preferences, like the language that they select, any login information, track their session and then save that information. Things like if you come back to a website, things will be in your basket for multiple shopping sessions. It ensures that the experience on the site is seamless, personalized, and just a better user experience. It's a lot of the time used for functionality. And as from all of those things that I've said, it's super, super important from an e-com perspective because having really good user experience is gonna up that conversion so much more. These are generally seen as less invasive. They are the ones that are not up for scrutiny and they are just between the user and the website. And so a lot of the time the user knows that these cookies are happening and occurring because it literally pops up as you see them on the site. And yeah, these are the ones that are the good cookies, I would say. So the bad cookies are the third party cookies. Now the third party cookies are different because they are set by other sites or vendors. So not the site that you are on. Now, these cookies are generated and placed on the user's device by a different website other than the one the user is visiting. They basically then follow you across the internet to collect all kinds of information about your browsing habits. They work by embedding a persistent file on your computer to gather data as you surf the web. Then it sends this data back to the third party who created the cookie so that it can build out and individual and group audience profiles. It will then place a targeted ad based on your browsing history. So this is really where a lot of the ad revenue comes from. It's from these third-party cookies and those sites having these massive ad platforms and going, okay, I know that they browse this and so because of this history, they must be interested in this and I'm gonna target them with a whole bunch of ads. Now, one of the most common example of this third-party cookie Examples that is always given is say an ad network could work out if someone was pregnant by linking the visits to an online pharmacy with browsing for popular baby names and then they could start serving ads for baby clothes on another site. And so that is really a great example of why this cookie crackdown started because they were like that is so invasive of somebody's privacy that they visited those sites and then an ad network now knows that they are pregnant so when people think that there's some freaky coincidences that you were just searching something and then something similar comes up that is most likely because you've been third party cookie followed around the internet and then it's put like one and two together now as marketers What is coming out of this is marketers will lose valuable data about their target audiences, including demographic information and browsing habits. Basically means that you can't do this ad targeting where you can target people on specific ads based on their history and individual profiles. So they are quite different. So to recap, first party cookies, 
the person that hosts those cookies are the domain that you are visiting. The third party cookies, the person who hosts them are ad servers, usually social media sites, and they are the ones that then own those cookies and you might not necessarily know who it is. Where they attract, so for first party cookies, they are only tracked in the domain that you are visiting. Very rarely it does go onto other sites, but mostly it is the site where you are visiting. And the third party cookie is tracking you across many, many, many different websites. The main purpose of the first party cookies is definitely for user experience, smoother site experience and just better functionality. But the main purpose of these third party cookies is adware. So it doesn't really serve the user, it definitely serves the marketers. And as a reminder, the first party cookies are remembering your preferences, your logins, etc. But the third party cookies want to retarget, add target customers based on their browsing habits. And then they go from site to site. So these ads are then placed on lots of different places. So there is differences, but you can clearly see why third party cookies are a lot more invasive and the ones that are the ones that Google wants to get rid of. So a couple of the pros for for cookies. So one pro that I've always thought about before I understood third-party cookies a little bit better was personalized ads. So for me, my argument, not as a marketer, as a consumer was, oh, maybe I like third-party cookies because you're gonna serve me more personalized ads. So if I'm gonna see an ad, which you know ads have to be on a lot of different sites, I would rather them be more relevant for me and then I'm more likely to be interested in what it is and I'm a shopaholic I love shopping and so for me I would be like oh good I actually maybe I do want that so it's probably bad for my bank account but that was kind of my thing well if I'm going to have ads I'd prefer them to be personalized the second pro which is obviously a pro for first party cookies is it is a better user experience remembers preferences and logins it is so annoying if you go to sites regularly and you have to keep putting in what your preferences are what language you want it in what places you go to maybe even what you have in your basket as I've mentioned so just a better user experience especially people that are visiting the same sites over and over and a good pro of cookies for website owners is that they then understand how people use their sites and how to improve them as well so they can be used for good as well okay let's move on to some cons so Obviously, the biggest con, and it kind of trumps my personalized ads argument, is privacy. And that is where this whole thing is stemming from because they can collect a lot of data. And the problem that with collecting this data is that consent is an issue. And I bet so many people, I bet the ordinary person does not know what third parties are tracking. There's also a couple of other reasons. Security, they can be used for malicious reasons. So tracking users to steal their personal information. And then what this really comes down to is a lack of transparency. As I said, many people are not aware that they're getting tracked. So another big question with GDPR coming in the last couple of years is, are these legal? And here's the thing, if data is collected by cookies and it can be categorized as personal data, now personal data is basically defined as being able to identify the user, they have to abide by GDPR rules, which means they cannot store third-party cookies without user consent. And this is why it's such a problem. And it makes sense, right? Because imagine no, imagine thinking somebody on the website, on the internet knows you're pregnant, but nobody else knows just from your, your browsing habits. It's a massive invasion of privacy if you think of it that way. So 
Google announced it would be phasing out supporting third-party cookies in Chrome by 2022, but they've postponed this. They're calling it something called Privacy Sandbox, which essentially sets new standards to protect user privacy. Google has put out a statement to say it aims to block invasive tracking technologies like third-party cookies and replace them with more transparent programs. So I really encourage you to do more research into Privacy Sandbox. I'm not going to go into the details of it, but it's basically the thing that they are saying that they are going to be launching now. They have been under some criticism because they said that they were going to start this on January the 4th, but it's only going out to a randomly selected 1% of users worldwide, but they are starting it. So this means for marketers when it's rolled out that some of the more traditional digital advertising techniques won't work in the same way. Okay, side note, if I have freaked you out about third-party cookies, there is a way to block them already. You don't need to wait for Chrome to do this. So if you go to Chrome on your desktop, go to the top right-hand corner, click the three dots, click privacy and security, click cookies, click other site data and then you can block third-party cookies. You better believe I went and did this straight away as soon as I understood third-party cookies. I actually can't work out how to do it on mobile, but that is one that I'm going to be figuring out. And you can Google how to do this if you don't use Chrome, if you're one of those crazy people that use a different website browser other than Chrome, then you can go and and Google how to block third-party cookies in different ones as well. The more I looked into this, even as a marketer, I think it's actually a good thing that they're going. I think it eliminates lazy marketing. I think that relying on third-party cookies and somebody doing your work of scooping up, maybe, yeah, that low-hanging fruit. But there's other ways that you can do this. And so I think it's kind of a good thing. I think it's people working out better and different ways to be able to do marketing. It can be something that is very simple switch, such as, first of all, using your third-party data cookies better but also doing things like contextual targeting, which is also called interest-based targeting. So say before you would rely on third-party cookie data because you saw that somebody had visited a gym website, you saw they visited a website that is talking about how to do a specific exercise at the gym, and then you would be targeting them with a protein shake uh, brand, say, and you're relying now on third-party cookies and you because you know, because of their browsing history, that they wanted that. But you could do it a much more simple way, as in you could be placing your protein shake advert on a fitness article. So you could ma- match up people's interests without having to have this massive invasion of privacy. I've done a bit of research on this and it's definitely not my area and I'm not a cookie guru. I am just telling you the absolute basics, top line, getting to understand it a little bit more. And the more I've read, I think that it is still very much unknown on the impact that this is going to have on marketing, especially in digital marketing. Obviously, that's why we're talking here. So I do think that people aren't necessarily sure what that is going to happen. But my biggest advice as a general marketer here, I'm not an expert in this area, but just as me as a general marketer, this is my advice to all of you on this subject, not being cookie experts, but what we can do right now to be proactive in this area. So first and foremost is go and read a little bit more on these subjects. There's lots of articles out there and just get a little bit more information, especially on what Google are saying. Find your sources of truth from places like Google The next thing is understand how much this might affect you. If someone runs your ads currently, go and have a deep dive with them. 
put time in their calendar and really understand how much you rely on third-party cookies. Understanding it, in my opinion, is half of the battle. If you can understand how much money you spend using third-party cookies, if you understand how much results come from it, you can then understand what you need to do, how much you need to pivot to be able to make sure that you're still getting the same results but not relying on it. I really would advise you to start doing this now. Get rid of third-party cookies from your marketing strategy so that when it happens, you don't even notice. You don't even bat an eyelid on it at all. It's also a very good time to make sure your website is set up to be cookie compliant. After all of GDPR came in, there are cookie compliance rules that must be abided by every single website. And so please go and check that your first party cookie and just your cookie compliance in general is set up, compliant, really take some time to understand and put this in place because you've got to do this. So please go and check that you are cookie compliant whilst we're on the topic of cookies. The next piece of advice, and this is something that we all need to try and remember, is keep up to date with the updates. It is in the headlines from a marketing perspective. Don't turn a blind eye. I think that you can turn a blind eye for so long and then you've got to be like, okay, I've got to learn the basics. It is the much less sexy area of marketing, but don't turn that blind eye. At least know what's going on. At least know when the core updates are coming and at least know what this means for your plan. The next thing is look at some different marketing techniques and channels that you can maybe bring in instead. If you've had a couple of ideas of things that you might want to try, maybe that are even completely away from digital marketing, maybe it's something you want to do that's more brand led, it's time to look at some other channels. You might have some more spare budget now because you've had to take it out of this. Is there somewhere that you can put that money that may be a bit more and be a bit different, maybe do a test. If you want to keep going for that low-hanging fruit, perhaps spend some more money in your search ads in Google because that is still going to be your low-hanging fruit there with people having that search intent. So if you relied on third-party cookies for a lot of intentional-based marketing, as in people were looking for your product and so you, you got them because of their browsing habits, I really recommend going to look at maybe you can invest some different ways into your search based in Google. If brand marketing is far too far away from your digital marketing conversion, optimal rates there. The next thing is focus on first party cookies. Are you doing the most with what information you have from your customers, people that are giving you their consent to have these cookies. There is lots of different ways and tactics to use these to make even more success out of them. I think sometimes first party cookies are overlooked because people are like, yeah, I'm going to use third party cookies. It's not as, uh, it's it's easier. And so they, they forget about those. So really spend some time with your digital team to figure out what you can do with these first party cookies as well. And then do your own research, understand it, see what you're doing, see what's relevant for your industry and it's time to give them up, everybody, they're going. So, and it makes sense where they're going. When I was doing my research on this, I was like, no wonder they're going. They just seem this kind of great for marketers, great for ads, but not really great for for the consumer. And actually, I don't even know if they are great for marketers because We as marketers, we have so many different ways, channels, tactics, techniques to get our results. And so I would rather get my results through willing participants and through better and more effective ways of marketing that are not so underhand and exploiting people's privacy. And that is kind of how it feels to me. So 
that was a little get to know cookies 101 beginner's guide I think well done for even listening to this getting through it it is not the most exciting topic but it's a topic that even if you just understand the basics it's really important because I think that these are one of the classic subjects in marketing where digital people will talk to general marketers and then the general marketers will be like I don't know what you're talking about don't know what you're talking about and if you are in charge of writing marketing plans marketing strategies marketing budgets it is so imperative that you know things like this so that you can make the decisions on where you are spending your money what channels you are doing what strategies you are putting in place especially in January that we're going to dictate the rest of your year without being suddenly blindsided when third-party cookies are, are no longer available and what if that is a third of your revenue comes from third-party cookies let's get ahead of it now do not wait for google to roll this out i know google keep putting it back but it is only going to be a matter of time i think what will be really interesting is what they're going to replace it this with i mean i'm speculating i don't know if i'm speculating if i've read this but i expect that they're going to be giving us something more privacy protected with AI using developing that technology to still give marketers different tools so it'll be really interesting and exciting to see what we might be given instead of this at the end of the day Google want marketers and advertisers to spend money right they want all of that ad revenue so it's going to be really interesting to see what might become available but at the moment I would really focus on your interest-based targeting maybe do some tests with your brand marketing and then if you do have extra budget and you don't want to go as far as testing with something as brand-based marketing, maybe go over to your search-based marketing on Google and see what more ad funnels you could put with some more keywords and some different areas to get some more low-hanging fruit that way from people that are searching and are right down that funnel already. That'd be my advice on that. So I hope you liked this episode. I don't know if liked is the right word, but hopefully you now understand at least the definition between first and third party cookies. Go and do a little bit of research on it, even if it's just half an hour. Get your head around it a little bit more. Whatever you are doing this week, have an incredible week. And um, I just want to say that if you're seeing everybody being really, really productive and kicking butt in 2024, that is amazing. I have been so ill for about two weeks. So I have no routines, no productivity. I am scraping by. Thank goodness I scheduled a load of LinkedIn posts at the very beginning of January. So I'm ahead of the game, but I'm going to be really grappling in February because all of my scheduling has now caught up with me and I'm basically back to nowhere. So If you're one of those people that has been ill and you're not doing what you want to do from a productivity perspective, I am so there with you. It's fine. Seasons of life happen. You get ill. We're going to get back on it. Hopefully, I'm really hoping that there's going to be an episode next week. If there's not an episode next week, it was because I've been ill and I will do two the week after. So hopefully I will sort it out and there will be one, but this is just a warning in case that isn't. I'm human, I've been super, super ill and so I haven't really managed to do a whole bunch of marketing nuggets things but hopefully I'll be here next week. If I'm not, please go and do something productive for for me. (laughs) Have an amazing week. I'm cheering you on whatever you're doing and I will talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to my Marketing Nuggets podcast. I've been your host Emma and I will catch you next time. Bye for now.